AF eloquence is made in the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and we recognise that sovereignty was never ceded. Time for a treaty. Hello and welcome to AF Eloquence, the show where we are eloquent AF about all things football. My name is Bart Welch. Hey, Bart Welch. My name is Emil Freund. The date is the 23rd of September. It's not quite the 21st night in September, but it's the 23rd morning of September. And in any other year, we would be deep into finals just before the granny, really. But not this year. We have... We're buying this week. We've got a little pre-finals buy, a little little uh, palate cleanser before the taste of finals football reaches our back palate. Oh my gosh. You got me salivating for finals footy, merely with that oh, intro there. Sweet and tasty. Hits the umami. Yum. Oh, yum, yum, yum. Well, this is a meal that I've been waiting to, to dine on, to dine out on for nearly 10 years, a meal. So I think it's marinating, the oh, final yeah. series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've done the food prep. <laughs> Sitting in a, in a Tupperware container in the fridge, infusing with that tasty, tasty lemon, garlic, and... Oh, bit of yuzu. Bit, Yum. Mm, hello. It, well, the, how do you feel about the finals by? Uh, obviously, from a St Kilda point of view, it's uh, you've got a, you know, there's a bit of a hammy issue that's going to be helped by the by the buyer, presumably. Uh, in this kind of season, do you reckon it's important to have the buy or not? Um, yeah, from from where I'm sitting in the St Kilda chair, it does feel good, it, um, and it feels. Um, well, we've got I've got another week to let the uh, the final series marinate, I guess, mm-hmm. and um, the longer you leave it, the better it is, apparently. So no, I, I feel all right about the the pre-finals buy. I see why they do it. You know, they want to have everyone, every team, have their best opportunity, have their best teams in. Um, but I also see how that can be annoying if you, you know, if you're in a bloody hub and you're missing your family or whatever, and you're away from your usual routine or whatnot. It might be annoying having to wait an extra week just before you can play. But uh, I think it's a good thing. Haven't yeah. heard many, com- yeah, I haven't heard many complaints from the players' point of view in terms of uh, it extending their stay in the hubs for an extra week. I've yeah. heard lots of commentators and and. Um, yeah, media personalities talk about how it, you know, it's it, it breaks the momentum of the season. I don't know. I'm all right with it. I think oh, that um yeah. if it does give every team the best chance to get their their the best players on the park, then that makes total sense. Plus, I yeah. think, you know, a season like this one it's been pretty taxing on a lot of the players, like those short turnarounds from games and stuff. I think it um it it should if they've got the luxury of being able to fit it in, then yeah, go go for it. Exactly. And you know, we've come off the second uh Festival of Footmas and you know we, we finished on Monday night it's only two nights ago if there was football starting in two nights time for the finals 
you know, dare yeah. I say, uh, it is a bit early and, I, and maybe <laughs> I'm not quite ready to uh, engage in, you know, the most important part of the year. Well, you need to need let a good marinade sit for at least long enough for the for the flavours to infuse. So yeah, if you eat it too early, you, you're just shooting yourself in the foot, really. Uh, you, might, you might as well have a sauce, not a marinade, you know? Oh, exactly. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not some saucy football fan. Well, well, I, I, <laughs> you are. But as GWS can testify, having a bit of sauce is not... Uh, is not necessarily doesn't equate to being a finals footy team. No, that's right. You can have too much. They they needed um Sam Sam marinade in Sam, Sam marinade instead. <laughs> Sam Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking about Sauce Jacobs and well, more so and the broadly Giants. that well, one the Giants as well. I, I was more going to turn into that. It is the end for most of these clubs, so we're starting to see a lot of retirements. Um, and the silly seasons kicked off, so we're we're talking trades as we well. We are talking trades. Um, um, well. Where do we begin? Well, there's two things with the Giants. There's a few things related to the Giants. Yeah, let's jump into the Giants. We've, they've been a feature team for us uh, they over have. the last year or two. So let's let's have a little little chat about them. They've been our hot tip for the for the marinade series um, in these last couple of years. I think that you tipped them to be the spiciest marinade of all this Indeed, year. Indeed, yeah. I think I, I did. Well, definitely last year we did. But the, but look at that. They uh, they came up against a side just too strong, I guess to. Uh, to really finish them off. Oh, they did, didn't they? That was a big win. Oh, oh not knock, knock, but... Uh, who's there? Owen. Oh, Owen who? Oh, when the scenes go marching in. Oh, when the scenes go marching in. I have watched it um, one and a half times. Ah, <laughs> perfect. Why nice. only half? <laughs> I've, that's all I've gotten through in my <laughs> yes. busy last week, so I've rewatched it to half time. And uh, the second watch, obviously, is one where you can just enjoy it without the nerves attached to it, um, which is pretty nice. But I will say, when when I watched this game live, the Giants Saints game last Friday, that I did have a you know, it f- I felt a quiet, comfortable resolve deep within me that we were probably going to get the ga- get the job done. During the match, we looked a bit better, but um, well, they were certainly up for it. Uh, Giants, I mean, for the first, first quarter time, and a half, quarter and a half, or almost first half of footy, they were really up for it, weren't they? They were, and it was it was very odd watching Emil because in recent seasons, we, we the roles were reversed. We were, um, they kind of had a bit more of the play early on, and they had more opportunities than us, more inside fifties, and they had a few, a fair few shots on goal, like a lot of scoring opportunities that just missed, just you know. They just were a bit inaccurate. And then the Saints would have a crack at it, and we were just hitting them. Our finish was just a lot more polished. And over these last few years, that's been, we have been the side that's been pressing and peppering goals. And like, oh, if we just got a few of those, we'd be in it. And then they go down and, you know, a classy finish yeah. on one of the midfielders who'll pop a goal through. And you're just like, this is so annoying. And we did the exact, uh, the, re- the roles were reversed. So it was, um, Reversed in in another sense as well, in that uh, it was the last round of the home and away season, and the Saints would would be playing finals, and the Giants not. Yeah, so. it's a weird year. It is a weird year, that's for sure. Yeah, and and they are like it is, you know, it is awesome. I've been reveling in that feeling, Emil, because it has been nine long years um, for those Saints. But it is a um, a real capitulation on the Giants' end. That is, yeah, disappointing. I read somewhere through the week. Um, that there was there's a 
selection of picks that are tied up to with Adelaide and GWS and wherever GWS fall in the ladder, Adelaide gets their first round pick. So as it oh. currently stands, Adelaide gets pick eight from the Giants. Damn. And so they did in, in the article, it refers to Adelaide doing their research um, in regards to uh, researching that clubs that have lost in the grand final by over 50 points in the last, I think it's the last six times they've lost by over 50 points. They've all fallen out of the top eight the next year. So, isn't that yeah? It goes to okay. goes to show that having a, a bit of a demoralising defeat or a big loss in a final series. I mean, look at Melbourne in the prelim, you know, in twenty yeah. thousand eighteen. They're still trying to recover. It's been two years and they've slipped out again. You know, they have um, and that wasn't a grand final. So an absolute pumping three goals they scored in the whole grand final last year. I don't know. There's a lot of other variables. It's hard to put your finger on one thing, but look at that. They're an interesting team to... They'll, it'll be an interesting watch over the off-season to see where they think they're at. Um, you know, most people have had them in the premiership window the last three... Well, really since the since that final series in 2016, they've been in the window. We've talked about it a little bit, but um, yeah, where are they at? And, and I'll be very... It'll be a good watch over the off-season to see how they trade or recruit or who they decide to sign who they don't I mean they've obviously signed Leon Cameron um, Finlayson's re-signed but they haven't you know Cam, um, That's Jeremy Cameron is, yeah. not, is, is the one who people keep talking about and still hasn't re-signed even though he said he was going to as soon as they were able hasn't though yeah it's um, I think it's I think it's something's up I don't have any intel no insight into what the goal is from any ambassadorial no, privilege, <laughs> <laughs> um, which uh, yeah, I don't have anything juicy there. Um, he seems to think he's going to stay, uh, but I, I don't know why is he not signed yet, and why has he been in such poor form? And I don't know, something's up there. It's all we can do is speculate. But oh, we'll speculate, <laughs> and we will, we will AF speculate. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. Well, well. In, in, in good news for, for Blues, for the Seconds Giants, which soon you're going to be the first Giants team and you can start dishing off your uh, Seconds Giants players back to GWS. Ship them back to Bankstown, Blacktown. Yeah, yeah. Back, head out to Homebush. Because, yeah. um, of course, uh, Zach Williams has requested... Has he requested formally a trade to yep. you guys? Or is it he has, kind of- yeah. He's um, he's said that he's coming back to Victoria and that he's not going to re-sign with the Giants and he's nominated Carlton as his club of choice. Which, when players do that, it tends to get done. Yeah, it does. They still have the pa- there's still a bit of power behind Carlton, isn't there? You know, even if it hasn't been on field, there's still some. They still have the uh, well. They like to think they're a powerhouse still. <laughs> as as demonstrated by Mitch McGovern over the last couple of years, we still have the ability to play a mediocre player over the odds to get him over to our club. But yeah. How wrong I was about Mitch McGovern. Oh, no, dear. I still I still have belief. Brad McDermott was as like, as do I. He's also he's he yeah. played the last few games in defence and I reckon they've given him two years in, in the forward line, which is probably one of the big reasons he came over. Teague was his forward coach in Adelaide, had a good relationship. They they clearly, you know, were committed to playing him forward. Um it hasn't really worked. Um but there's there's a I reckon there's a really good chance that he'll make it as a as an excellent defender like his brother. Yeah, absolutely, because they've got sticky gecko mitts. They read the play really well, both of them. Um, and they can be really clutch. They're hard players. I don't know. I still have faith that he could work in the forward line as well. I just think that he isn't... He's not your... 
He's not your leading man. He's not your go-to. And so if you've got, you know, you haven't had Charlie Curnow all year, Harry Mackay's play, you know, he's Harry Mackay. Big thumbs up. Exciting yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but when they're all playing, I think he has a spot there and is really dangerous. If you're trying to man up Mackay, Curnow, and then you've also got this third medium-sized tall, you know, mid-tall um, McGovern, that's a, that's a tough forward line. And then your smalls now, you know, you're really starting to, to build quite a dynamic forward line. I think and you've missed Charlie all year. Yeah, it's true. But we, I don't think we can rely on getting him back as being the kind of uh, salvation of our forward line and, and our goal kicking, you know. Kerno, Charlie Kerno. Yeah, I don't think or, we should be because he's such a young player still and he's um, yeah. he's, he's had a significant injury and, and has been out for significant periods of time due to injury, although we all know that he's got such a, you know, high ceiling and, and could be anything. Um, yeah, I just think that looking to him as the as the, as the the saviour of our forward line could be a mistake because who knows, knee injuries and, and degenerative knee injuries, like, I don't know, sorry, I don't know if he's got a degenerative knee injuries, but knee, knee injuries tend to degenerate is what I meant to say. They tend yeah. to get worse and worse and never quite get better. So, I don't know. I just, I just, I just I, until I see Colonel in the park, then yeah. it's hard to it's hard to really get confident and and excited by that. I, obviously, I want him to come back and explode, but um, we'll see. Not in the knee though, <laughs> the explosion. <laughs> I don't want his yeah. I don't want any um, tendons ruptured or no. <laughs> well, well, Emil, ru- rumor has it, Emil, oh. that um, he is ripping up the track. I've heard. Well, wow. um, this, this, yes, yes, truly, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people are like he's well. killing it at the moment. Yeah. Um, um, so who knows? Hopefully, he just steers clear of the b ball courts in the off season or slippery yeah. stairs or, the or stairs. Whatever. <laughs> I, I'm of, just, I'm just keen yeah. to see a long-haired, curly-haired man in the forward line who isn't Ben Brown because he's got a look. But there's another look out there, and it's the Charlie yeah. Kerno mop top, and I'm all he about is. it. And the Charlie Kerno mop top can change directions as well. <laughs> can Whereas gun it. Ben Brown's more like a the 109 tram. <laughs> straight up the gun. Straight up and down. Yeah. And, you know, don't, like, it will crush you, like, the force of how many rhinos. 52 <laughs> rhinos. Ben Brown weighs. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Kerno will dodge you. He'll duck and weave as a tram. But, Jump um, over you, perhaps. He could. He's got an in him. Or maybe yeah. in his... <laughs> Whichever. It depends on which leg he's jumping yeah, off. that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Speaking of Ben Brown, do you think he, uh, do you reckon he will leave the Kangas? I mean, this is all yes. just speculating. This is the silly season. This is what yeah, it's all about. Well, Spe- this can speculate. Be, Go wild. It can be a silly pod because um, we've got a short short one today, as usual, our usual format, a quick 30 slash 45. Um, tight. And, of course, we're <laughs> tight 30. We don't have any games this week. <clears throat> um, so we'll do our tips next week. So we might as well, Emil, indulge in the silly season, you know, because it is the season. Yeah, but I'll wrap I think- a couple of little prezzies. Yeah, wrap me up one. We've had a lot of um, festival uh, holiday seasons through this year. We we do like to wrap a bow on everything, don't we, Emil? <laughs> yeah, we do. We're very in the present. That's yeah. true. Um, <laughs> that that might place as well in, in puns. It's no Ridley's, believe it or not. But, oh, actually, speaking of Ridley, well done to young Jordan ah, Ridley. Yes, indeed. Essendon, best and fairest winner for 2020. What a start. That was... Played, like, 23 funny, wasn't games? it? Yeah, what, it's the crazy, that, man. The fact that they did their um, 
did their medal count while there was still a game going? Is yeah, that what you mean? Exactly. Before the season was over, they uh, they counted their BNF. Talking about wanting to get the thing done, dead and buried as quick as you can. Yeah, well, there's that, isn't there? The Hawks and the and Goldcoats were still playing when they were doing their medal count. Um, well, you would, wouldn't you? You would want to get, if you're Essendon, you'd want to get the, the full stop at the end of season 2020 as quickly as you possibly could. I mean, I guess that so. it's, it's, it's in contrast to Carlton, who are hosting their BNF in February. And, you know, who can blame them wanting to relive the glory and, and hold on to the winning feeling of 2020 for as long as they possibly could, man. Seven wins. Twelfth spot on the ladder. These are lofty heights. And we've got to savour that man, you- t- tasty eight-shaping marinade. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to pop that in the fridge, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pop, pop that feeling in the fridge. I Let think- it sit there. We've got what like four months until our BNF. That's that's almost more of a like a fermentation thing. Maybe we're not marinating. Maybe we're making kimchi. Boozy. Oh, okay. You got a stanky um, best and pro- fairest coming up. A little bit of scoby in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I I'm you know neither here nor there for kimchi, and I feel kind of neither here nor there for a four month wait. Yes, indeed. And I can also can see why Carlton, the Carlton Footy Club, would want to uh, get people into a bit of intestinal fortitude because we've shat the bed that many times but <laughs> we need some good gut health down at P- Prince's Park we need some probiotics in there oh yeah well <laughs> let's hope that um it's a, it is a long time for a best and fairest isn't it I, I hope if you you know if someone's hanging out for that for that gold medal for that podium finish for a first time on the Blues team they're gonna have to be they're gonna have to be waiting they're gonna have to be marinating on sitting on those thoughts for a while oh yeah but uh, they're no Essendon, Essendon bombers, that's for sure. Mm. Get it done. Quick, here go, Ridley. Off home. It's weird that they'd go for the, you know, quick fix, just, you know, straight, <laughs> get it done straight away solution. It's very bloody weird. Odd. But silly yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah. You well, we've got... Have... Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, you've already snapped up maybe the most desirable player of the uh, of the off-season meal, which our clubs have, you know, in the last couple of years, those Saints and Blues were destination clubs, you might say. Forget I mean, Hawthorne, forget the Swans. It's it's no Bali, but maybe maybe turning into a bit of an Apollo Bay. Um, hey. You know, not Noosa? bad for a little weekend away. Sure. Come on down <laughs> and see the Noosa Saints. Uh, hello. Or the Adelaide Saints, as I think we're going to have to play in. Yeah. Week. No, they, they, they've, they've quashed that. You're not... Um, they were going because they were going to move the Saints Bulldogs game. They tried to move the Saints Bulldogs game to the Adelaide Oval so they could get two uh, higher games. drawing games over there. Um, because obviously you know you can have a crowd there and stuff. But the Bulldogs, I mean, sorry, the Saints uh, wanted to play at the Gabba because obviously if you can't win at the Gabba, you can never win the grand final. Exactly. You got to take it out of there. The lion's teeth at the Gavatoir is. <laughs> yeah. Whereas at Adelaide Oval, you might as well be playing at the you know the bloody. The, the Ballarat Oval. Who cares? And also, the Mighty Saints, in, it's taken us about eight years to win an Adelaide Oval, but we've had two wins there, so it is our second. It's our home oh. away from home away from home at the moment. So if it's not Moorabbin, it's not Noosa, it's Adelaide. We love it there. Interesting thought, though, isn't it, that the uh, the Saints have had such success at the Adelaide Oval, but still didn't want to have a home final there. Wild. I thought I put it down to this: the, our, our recent success at the Adelaide Oval. That we have two recent converts from Adelaide in mm. uh, in uh, Dougal Howard and Paddy Ryder. They know oh, the yeah. ins and outs of the Oval. Yeah, man. 
They know where the um, they know where the secret toilet is that nobody else uses. That's right. They got yep. the secret knock to get in there. Yeah, they know where right. to hit the. They know Eddie's pocket. They've picked uh-huh. Eddie's pocket before, so they know <laughs> where to hit it in that corner. But um, okay, so I didn't know that. That's been that's been revoked. That's been mm-hmm. okay. Well, that, that's interesting. I, I think we play. I don't know really where we play better. I was a part of me was like, you know what? Maybe that's good. You know, the fifth and sixth get the choice at a. They get their own choices at a home final, wherever you want it, out of the available grounds. Totally. Um, so, Eagles are playing at Optus um, against Collingwood. Suck on that. And then the Saints, we're going to get to choose, of course, yeah, between one of these other grounds, and we chose the Gabba. And then, but Adelaide, but you know, I, I was, I was kind of, I guess it was beggars can't be choosers. I guess Emil, I'm happy to be here, so it doesn't really matter. We could play at the uh, at Wellington for all I care at the Cake Tin. Um, <laughs> If <laughs> I wouldn't give a crap. Or Ballarat Oval, if I may. Sure. Well, I think this is a theory. Adelaide, right? West of Melbourne? Certainly. Correct. West of Brisbane? Also, yes. True. What are the Bulldogs called? The Western Bulldogs. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. We need to play them on the east, further eastern <laughs> point as we can. All right. New Zealand it is! Bay? <laughs> okay, New Zealand. <laughs> If we're keeping it in, in, in the country, we're calling up Byron Bay or Ballinor or something. Oh, sure. It's lucky that uh, St Kilda didn't change their names to the um, the Southern the Saints as Saints. was mooted in the 70s and 80s. Otherwise, you have to play in Antarctica. Oh, my God. It's going to be freezing. Although, you would only have to... slippery pill. You'd only have to paint uh, a bit of red on the penguins and that all be... In Saints colours though, so you'd have Perfect. lots of supporters. Well, I hope we don't play the pies down there. That'd be a horrible <laughs> clash. Big trouble. Oh, ridiculous. <laughs> Particularly if Port Adelaide get involved as well. Oh yeah. my word. <laughs> For their prison, they want to play their prison bars. Guernsey. Prison bar games down in Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a blizzard and the tele the uh, the telecast is a nightmare. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not even sure if it's static or if it's uh, just. It's it's raining or hailing and Gee. snowing. It's How worse than it was in that? Canberra. <laughs> playing oh, Canberra, yeah. just playing oh, Canberra. True, <laughs> you got to just play in Canberra, of course. That's right. Um, <laughs> that'd be tough to prepare. You know, you do your altitude training. You can go train in Queensland. And, you know, you train with a wet, oily boil, boil <laughs> a wet, wet, oily ball to yeah. uh, get your hands ready. But in, in Antarctica, yeah, I guess you got to set up in Canberra for a while. Sure. Yep. Get some snowmakers on the side. <laughs> yep. Just go up, just go up, just, I mean, really Melbourne should be the ones who are playing in Antarctica, because um, then that way they can piss off mid-season as they would love to anyway, True. go up the snow and do yeah, training up there creep. in the snow. Easy. And then, ready, bang, down they go to Antarctica, two birds nice. on stone. Oh, this is why they're not winning those days. Condolences to the D's as well. Yeah, missing out on the finals on percentage again. That's is that sting. is that the new thing for them? I think so. And uh, I feel bad for Melbourne as a Saints supporter. And that's you know, like I actually think, I think it's worse. 
I think it's worse. Yeah, I think it's worse. Because I, I even feel there's definitely some people and some footy fans, of course, that despise the Saints. There always is people that don't dislike every club. But I think there's a lot more. It feels like there's more that dislike Melbourne than there are St Kilda. Because with this recent, with us making the finals, you kind of hear about it. And it seems like people are kind of happy to see St Kilda in there. Maybe that's the Australian psyche thing where you like to see an underdog. Underdogs, for sure. But when it's Melbourne, you know, people are kind of happy. There's a bit of schadenfreude that they've missed some percentage. If you look at historical kind of, uh, uh, historical profile of both clubs and what they represent and who they represent, um, yeah, it's way easier to empathise and sympathise with the Saints. uh, Yeah, they've won a lot. Melbourne have won a ton more flags than we have. Yeah, St Kilda have just been shit for their whole existence. It's really just bad. When Melbourne were dominant for 60 years, or were really good for 60 years in the Barassi era in the 50s and 60s. like Leading up until the Barassi era, they were the best team in the cup by a mile. Yeah, Yeah. so it's kind of like, you know, yeah, it's been terrible in the modern era, but even this half, up until 1960s, we were terrible for 90 years already oh, and had never won. And then we won once and we've been terrible again for 80 years or 70 years or whatever. I think coming from a place where you've never been any good and there's a chance still to, at some point in your history or future or wherever, to be good, that's a way better place to be as a supporter than, oh, we were once the best, the fucking best. And then yeah. it all fell apart and we've been garbage for the last 60 years. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd definitely pick being a Saints supporter rather than Melbourne, uh, except so. except that you get more games at the MCG as a home supporter. So yes, that's that the one thing. Um, but now it's you know it's it's getting sad. <laughs> it's, it's rough for the D's. It makes me kind of very uh, fearful for what can happen to a club. Like imagine, I mean, Carlton have been crap for twenty years uh, after being great. Um, and it's just like, all right, well, twenty years, all right, um, it's not sixty. Admittedly, but it's a pretty long yeah, time. You got another forty um, to go, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the worst thing because you don't think that, do you? Really, like no. we could Saints could be thirty years away from a flag. I might be in could my be early 50. sixty. You know, yeah. sixty seven years old by the time we actually see one, and which is quite a horrific thing because you know you can place as much weight into football, you know, or into sports teams as you want, however much you want to invest in it. And I've invested a lot, and, and so have you, and so have yeah. many people. And you do want some joy somewhere, and you get little micro bits of, little doses of joy throughout a season, but I've never felt the pure ecstasy of the of winning the big dance. Um, Neither have I, but... And I hope it comes sometime soon, but... Yeah, maybe this is some sort of thing on our path to Zen Buddhism, though, but, you know, maybe we need it's to come practice. to terms and accept the fact that we... As supporters may never see our beloved clubs lift the Premiership club, Cup in the last Saturday of September or October or whenever the fuck it is. Uh, it may never happen. And this- maybe we're going to be okay with that. Would we still... All right, if, if somebody told you tomorrow that you would never see the Saints win the flag, how would that, how mm. would that change your football supporting? Would you just I- give up? Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because I don't think I would give up. I would still have to watch whatever journey it is. And I guess I would have to readjust and and just have my moments of joy throughout it and moments of pain and just kind of take it for what it is. Yeah, it'll be a um, wild ride. They'll, they'll, they'll 
make you the, you'll ride the highs you'll ride the lows you'll feel fantastic but you'll never quite get there, it there'll always be I guess there'll be bits if we made final series there'd be like I'll know that we're not going to win, but there'll still be lit games that would lead up to it. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah. we are in the grand final. <laughs> totally. Like, oh, How close I did we come? Happen. Yeah, sure. exactly. How do we lose it? Oh my God, we're 30 points up and there's only 12 oh, minutes to go in the last oh. quarter. How do we possibly lose it? And I start to doubt that <laughs> mystical person who told me of these fortunes. I'm like, maybe we do win. Oh no. It'd make you really good at betting would you'd be able to have moments where you're like we must lose this game when we're big okay. favorites because otherwise if the saints are this. in the granny you put the house on it right you and put that's, the that's the classic each way bet it is, it is it's the house on the opposition and then <laughs> yeah. of course the spell is broken somehow and the saints win and of i've course. got this horrible conflict <laughs> <where it's> like, <laughs> hollow empty feeling of like I've euphoria house, the saints <laughs> have won yeah, you got to explain to the wife and kids why they why you're going to be moving to back to your parents in Launceston. Oh my gosh! And then why I'm kind of distraught that St Kilda's <laughs> won their first flag for seventy years. Why aren't you celebrating? <laughs> We've got a pack. Sorry, <laughs> repo men rolling into the house, yeah. taking away my <laughs> Saints memorabilia. <laughs> wow. Um, so what else? We had the uh, all Australian uh, forty squad got released, yeah. as well as the, uh, the the these these really don't matter, do they? The twenty two under twenty two, no, another no. thing no. that exists. Any yeah. um, any Blues players in the all Australian squad there for you? Yeah, Jacob Wiedering made the cut. Of course, Wiedering. He'll probably yeah. make the full cut as well, I imagine. Well, given that they didn't even... Yeah, even that Stephen May was, didn't even make the 40-man squad. I, really? I think he's a really good chance of making, wow. making the last list. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I was so surprised year. at that. Yeah, Stephen May played brilliantly. Like, well, especially in the latter half of the season. I mean, I don't know. I didn't watch all of Melbourne's games, obviously, but I watched uh, a fair number and he was dominant. Maybe he had a slower start. He probably did. I can't. I can't quite remember um, mm. his first few rounds. But you're right. He was dominant from about the mid period on. Um, yeah. Well, a few Saners got in there in the forty squad at least. Is, is it Butler? Actually, just two. Butler and Steele. Butler um, Steele. Which you know, I think Steele will probably make it. He might make a spot in the interchange or something. I don't oh, know if he'll be. Starting midfielder. He's been no, he'd, so he'd, good. He'd be, man, he'd be robbed but, if he wasn't on the in the squad. I reckon. I agree, but hopefully, hopefully he makes it in there. We've had it's been a while since St Kilda have had any old Australians. To be honest, they've only been the ones we have on our list. Uh, we have purchased from other clubs. We don't. I don't think we've produced like many. So Jackson and yeah, Ryder, Hanbury, all of, basically all the ones that came in the off season were. Oh no, not right. Dan Butler. That's actually that's would incorrect. Jake Carlisle have had a all Australian year at Essendon before? He, he might have had a forty man squad. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, but I don't reckon he's. A, he, I don't think he is. Mm. Pretty sure he's not. Um, yeah, there's not many. It'd be he's Brad all, Hill. Maybe he's Hill. an all Australian for white line fever, though. Am I right? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> all Australian on the nose beers, captain hey. of the all Australian nose beers squad. Um, <laughs> yeah, he knows how to white line fever. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I think that's about it. But yeah, so where is he the only one for the forty? Yeah, for the forty, he is. Um, for the twenty-two under twenty, you've got uh, Walsh in there as well, um, which is well deserved. I think he has played it as a winger um, for the majority of this year, and 
man, he's he's had such a good year. He's good. Like, yeah. A lot of courage as well. I have seen him dropping into the... He's done some really big moves, you know, dropping into the space of a leading forward in the opposition and putting his body on the line and taking cut-off marks, like big stuff time. that, you know, as a midfielder, you don't always see them doing or you don't have Especially to do, Especially as a 19-year-old slide of body kind of... Skinny dude. Can you imagine yeah. falling into the spot in front of Charlie Dixon pushing towards you? Like... No. You might you might wake up in a hospital bed after that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty full on. He's he's a brave brave young man. Um, yeah, and, and I think you've, that spot. you've seen other people from his draft class kind of step up this year, but I think he was coming from a higher base in terms of what he'd established for his his play from last year. Like he he people forget how fucking good he was. Like straight off the bat, consistently for the entire year, and this year he's been, you know, he hasn't been. At least early days, he wasn't like heaps better than last year. He was just playing at the same level. But then through the years, totally built and progressed and played a different role and, and played it really well. Um, but, you know, they don't really tend to give all Australian spots for wingers. Like they tend to use those to fill the. Buff kind out of, the midfield. Yeah, spots. buff out the midfield because there's always more midfielders than there are spots. That's right. Yeah, they don't, they don't put true wingers in there, do they? They'll, they'll just put like no, Dustin Martin on they the often, wing. They often, pref- they often don't even put in, you know, true um, centre half forward lines or centre half. Yeah, they've got hybrids and yeah, yeah. pop a Ruckman in there because you can't fit them all in. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it is. It's a bit. It means nothing. The award really, like, it's funding for the players. But there's plenty of amazing players who don't make, who never make an All Australian uh, squad. Let alone sometimes the forty man squad, and they can be integral parts of teams that win. Uh, you know, at the on, at the big dance, they can be Indeed. leading dance partners. Yeah. Um, Leading the box step. Um, hey, Emil, we uh, we predicted last week that um, that Hawthorne were going to dine out oh, on the Gold did. Coast Suns, um, as they did last year. They love yeah. to send them off, and yeah. they did it again. Um, Poppy and Ben Stratton. Did you watch any of that game? It was a pretty fun send-off. I didn't watch it all, but um, I wish I did, because it was clear as day, you know, that it was going to happen. No, I kept my eye on it. I was uh, I was I was working at the time, um, and kept my eye on it. And yeah, it was just unsurprised. <laughs> it's just classic Hawthorne, isn't it? Yeah, punch down when mm-hmm. <laughs> punch <laughs> down when, and punch hard. Yeah, that's right. And when you've got stars that are departing, you it's party time. I do like how yeah. they shared around. I I enjoy these games though. When people were retiring, like that would have been awesome as a Hawks fan to watch. Um, you know, Stratton kick that goal. Oh, too right. Really cool and poppy, and they were just putting on a clinic and um jack gunston has oh okay second in the I, I, australian I've spoiled uh in the coleman sorry yeah yeah well you already, you already knew i was i've spoiled the, oh. i was going to pose to you if you had to guess who the top three of the common was who would have been because oh, i could have i could have played that damn it damn well you would have it would have worked out well because i <laughs> if you'd asked me that yesterday i wouldn't have known that jack gunston came second in the coleman i don't know who came third um um ooh. All right. Um, We're talking Dixon, maybe? Yeah, prob- probably. Oh, JJK, maybe? Mm, JJK, he, Dixon. He kicked some goals. Mm, all right, let's lock in now. So it's definitely Hawkins, number one. Second Hawkins, is Jack one. Gunson. Jack Gunson, number two. I'm going to lock in Dixon as my third. That'd be my all guess. Right. Well, I will lock in JJK. All right, let's, it let's get it. Here we go. Here we go. This is going to be huge. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> So second was actually Charlie Dixon. <laughs> what? 
I don't know how. I could have sworn he came second. That's why yeah. someone... I read that yesterday. I read that as well. Okay, oh, yeah. well, here we go. It was... First was Tom Hawkins with 42 goals. Second place was Charlie Dixon with 10 goals less with 32 goals. Oh, my God. And then equal third place with 31 goals is Jack Gunston and your man, JJK. There you go. So, it was, it was a tight... Second and third was very tight. One goal between them all. Right. Was Dixon maybe... Did he kick some goals in the last game? Oh, of course. That's, that's, that's why. Right. So we, we, uh, we consumed we, some footy media. Footy media on a Monday. Before the round. Ra- we did an Essendon. We, um, we, we uh, went the early crow and, uh, and called oh. our winners before the home and away season oh, was over. Don't know if you can hear me, but I'm having a real Skypey time right now. Yeah, yep, a little bit. But uh, this is good. This is good. This is good stuff. Mm. Mm. Um, um, right. Mm. So we're most oh, yes. excited about the fact that, that well, obviously Saints being in the finals, very exciting. We're very excited about the fact that Collingwood are having to go to Perth to to play off over there. We're excited good, by good. Brisbane um, and what they might be able to do. Do you reckon they've got a chance against Richmond up in the Gabba? Second year in a row up there with a to play a, a home game against uh, a rampaging kind of coming to form at the right time in Richmond. And we're out. We have lost connection. Listeners can probably gauge we had a little dropout whilst we're talking big dicks, kicking through the big sticks. Big sticks. And uh, it's, it is a morning. We didn't even mention it. it's a nice morning. It's an AM podcast right now. It is. It is. 9.30 AM AFL events. Fucking Apple in the morning. <laughs> have, you got, have you checked your blood pressure? Has everyone had some fruit and uh, a oh, fresh yeah. pot of coffee? Mm. This is not drive by with the, the tradie hour at five o'clock. Yeah, that's, we're going to bring you the tradie pod next week. Next week, but um, but I actually have to go. Yeah, to go well, do some, do some stuff. But yeah, look at us. Look at us. Even with a little Skypey incident, thirty-eight minutes, the usual time. We've got to buff, buff that out. Around forty odd minutes. You land on our forty-five <laughs> with the intro music and the outro music. Boom. It's like a tight operation. It always has been. Always will be. Always will we have a good week? Enjoy your week off of footy and uh, let those juices sit and settle and infuse this week because we've got a tasty round of finals coming at you next weekend. Catch you next week. See ya. Bye.